Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. Lord, I just pray for Lee. I just pray for her open heart towards you, her spirit that is up, uh, your spirit that's upon her. And not only that, Lord, those angels I see around her there who rejoice with her, who lead her in the dance, who lead her in, lead her in the music, who lead her in all that color. Whoa! All that color that's out there. My, oh my, oh my. And Lord, we, you know, he's continually doing things like that. And, and I wasn't trying to demonstrate the spontaneity of the Holy Spirit. As I turned there, that's what I saw. So I enter, if I can say, say that, I've, I've got, I realize I've got to be a lot bolder in stepping out in all these things. And I'm encouraging you as well. The other word we had here this morning is trapped. Trapped. You need to get out of your trap. And it's a truth. You'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. Was that right? We, Wayne, was, it, is it, was that okay? Am I okay? And, and, and it's true. You know, we get so trapped in this mind of ours. And I think I've shared before, you know, three years ago, I had this, uh, a, a visitation. There's only one way to describe it. With the two worlds, they looked the same. They weren't, but they were not. And they came together. And that's what the Lord said, the audible voice of the Lord. They look the same, but they're not. And sometimes we lean upon this instead of leaning upon the Spirit. Sometimes we think it, it is the Spirit, and it ain't the Spirit. It looks the same, but it's not. We've got to allow the Holy Spirit to come in, and we've got to ha- allow the Holy Spirit to, to touch us in all those sort of things. Now, another example of God's prophetic ways. Yesterday, there was a guy who used to be our uh, um, 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 youth pastor in Richards Bay. And yesterday I thought of him, I thought, gee whiz, I wonder what, where he is and everything. And normally what happens when I, when I pick up that, and you can ask Anne, I've been doing that quite regularly and picking it. <laughs> Even though Everhart, I didn't know it was his birthday. And the Lord said to me, phone him. And I'm phoned, I had a good old chat. When I put the phone down, I went onto Facebook and there it, there it is. You see what I'm trying to demonstrate here? The connection we have with people are always out there. Now, this guy, uh, uh, Charlie, Superman, he's, his son passed away. I found that out on Facebook this morning. Well, my son, Billy, let me know. But, uh, you know, there, there, there's a network out there. There's a network here that you can't see. There's a network and a connection here that we can't see. We need to get into that connection, and we need to allow the Holy Spirit to come and move and come and move and come and move upon us. We've got to be a prophetic people, and I'll get onto a little bit more of that as well. Are you okay so far? Let's hope this is going to be okay. Aha. Where was the photo? Just have a look. Oh, no. I, I, before I go on to, on, on to this one, you can't, you can't really see it. Can you? you see it okay from there? Uh, I, actually, let me just do this. I, I need to say something else. I, I thought the picture was there. When we were in Italy this year, and it just shows you how the Lord clops you in such a gentle way. Uh, you know, it's not that somebody said to me, yeah, you're a policeman, you know, you... 
if you had to, you know, do ex-policemen, you know, you know, come on, sort yourself out. And, you know, as you've heard my testimony before, I was in a church and I told them to shape up or ship out and they all shipped out. You know, you just don't do that sort of thing. But you've got to learn the hard way sometimes. So we're we in, we in Italy, uh, we're on the Isle of Capri, and I see Mount Vesuvius and um, Naples on the bottom there. And the old prophet, you know, of doom stands up and said, Lord, you need to blow the top of Vesuvius again and sort out all those people, all those sinners, all those things. And it's like an audible voice of the Lord says, what do you think you're doing? You know, I, I, I clearly heard this and I thought, oh, oh. I, and, and the word came through, I love, you spoke about love. I love those people. I'm keeping the cork on the top so you can go out and reach them with my love and my compassion and my mercy. Now, how many times haven't I done that? How many times did we react to all sorts of things around us? How many times do we react? You know, in Africa, you can sit there, you can see problems and this and that, and say, oh, well, they need to do this and do that. No, 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 no. Get out and love them. You get out and love the people. You get out and do and, be, and, and make disciples like you should. That will change everything. It's changing of our attitude, which is imperative. We can't get away from it. We, we have been baptized with the Holy Spirit in power and a strong anointing. And we need to learn to release that power, that anointing, wherever we find ourselves. And I'd, I'd like to challenge you as you go into the new year, don't look at the problems. I mean, you go from Johannesburg to Durban in the car, and you can see problem after problem. And it's not only taxi drivers, it's the dudes in the BMWs. Sorry, I, I meant the, the Mercedes Benzes. You know, a BMW cannot sit still. It's got to overtake you and it's got to race. And some of the dudes, and so, you hear what I'm trying to say? It's not only the trucks, it's not only the taxis. We, we, we categorize all sorts of things. And this is this and this is this. Who wants to see change in South Africa? We are the change in South Africa. We carry an anointing, and that's why I t spoke about the network over us. That network, we are connected. I mean, you, you know the story of Livingston, and I don't want to bore you with all the details, but George Bushney, who's sitting in Perth, Australia, I haven't seen for 46 years, and the Lord knits us together again six years ago, and Livingston happened. You hear where I'm going? And everybody that God puts across your path, you've heard me say it, it's a divine appointment. The Lord is into people. The Lord is in, in, into, into uh, your interests, and not only your interests, not only about you, it's about others as well. When I come here, it's not about me preaching, it's about you, and it's about the people out there. You hear where I'm going? I think I said enough on that one. Right, and I put there, time is a mystery. We live each day immersed in it. So we cannot imagine a life outside of it. You know, when I meditate where the word says, time will be no more, we're going to be in that place one day where time will be no more. Uh, if you can get your mind around that, you're a better person than I am. I cannot imagine a place where there's no more time. Well, it's supper time. Oh, that TV program is coming on now. 
Oh, we've got to be here, we've got to be there, and all that sort of thing. And, and, and the Lord is calling us to peace and rest. He's calling us to flow with Him, to put time aside and to take on the dynamics of a walk with His presence. Well, not with His, yeah, with His presence, obviously, but in His presence. You with me? I, I haven't got much time to go into all that, but I would have liked to have done. He says, a life out, time marches by, moment by moment, year by year. As I said earlier on as we sat here, here we're sitting again. It's Christmas. Hey, it's Christmas. Hallelujah. And on, on, on Wednesday, that was just to shock Dave, by the way. Uh, on, on Wednesday, we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. And it's an exciting time of the year. But this time next year, we'll be doing the very same thing. And then this time next year, are you going to be the same as you are now? Are you going to step out of that comfort zone? Are you going to go step into what he has? And don't come with a thing, oh, well, you know, I'm now 90 and I can't do anything. And I'm now 60 and I can't do anything. Rubbish. If I can do it, you can do it. We can all do it together. Eh? Can't we? I mean, we just got to go. When you, when you get a bit tired, just take your walking stick, put it on the side and conk. Yeah, it's no problem. It said it leaves its mark upon us more than we leave our mark upon it. Time has left its mark on us. Come on. Those who are 103. God watches over us. Oh, I love that picture of God watching over us. Isn't that a lovely picture? There's the Lord sitting in heaven. and he's. I, I have this permanent picture of him on his throne. And sort of leaning on it, looking down at me, and, and really just smiling, just happy with me, and all that sort of thing. It's quite a cool picture. And uh, I don't know what your picture looks like, but that's somehow like mine, you know. And it's, it's usually a, a slate throne, because he knows the sort of things I like in the bush. He, it look, he, he looks like he's in the bush felt, and that's, that's my Lord. <laughs> Sorry. God watches over us. He sees in one unbroken line. We lack his perspective with one exception. That is those known as prophets. Prophets arise. Prophets arise. Let God show and, 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 and demonstrate what he is doing right now to the church. He is doing things. There is an excitement in the, in, in, in the heavenlies. Uh, an excitement that... Uh, I, I sometimes don't know how to explain it because every day I open the Bible, I open the book, I open something and, and it just stirs up and stirs up and stirs up things in my heart. And the directness of God, the directness of God is, is, is mind-boggling. And one day, if time, oh, I've got lots of time, another two hours, that's cool. Was that fear I heard there? Oopsie, wrong, 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 wrong. God gives amazing gifts. Let me just have some water. At least if we have got water from the from wall, uh, from the fountain, from the wall. <laughs> and these days you've got to get your theology right even with the water supply. Right. God gives amazing gifts. And we, we, we're going to speak about the amazing gift, and that's why we're here this morning. And he says, some he gives a surplus of wisdom. Hey, Lord, I need your wisdom every moment of the day. 
That's why we need to live in the presence. Because, guys, and I've said it to many people over the years, every morning when we get up, we stand, we say, Lord, we cannot do one thing without that amazing wisdom from above. A specifically loving heart. He's the one that does it in your heart. Now, I go back to the picture of Vesuvius, myself sitting on the island and all that, and I really picked up. I actually wanted to burst out crying there, but and would have thought, uh, you know, and the people there, I would have embarrassed everybody. But I'm, I'm joking aside. That's literally how I felt. I said, how silly. How could I do that? How could I go and preach the gospel and not have love for every single soul that comes across my path, every single soul that I see? And the love, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit uh, emphasizes that all the time. For God so loved, for God so loved the world. And we need to not forget that. That's a statement that, I mean, a scripture that has been in many hearts, and I know my heart, for donkey's years. So we can't get away from the, the importance of it. But it's a prophetic word. It's coming through. It's a prophetic word that, that touches us. It's so easy to, to prophesy over people and to turn around, not as a cliche, and says, God loves you. God wants to turn your life around. God wants to anoint you and give you all the gifts you ever wanted. And God's going to do that. And God's going to stand with you. <laughs> yeah, here we go. And he's going to give them to you, but you've asked a long time. And it's been a long walk. But God's going to give you that divine wisdom. God's going to anoint you, and even now he's doing it. And he's going, he's going to surround you, literally surround. I see a surroundness. I actually see like, like you've been, uh, uh, been caged, but in a positive way with the presence of God and all that that you need. And the Lord says, lean upon me. Lean upon my understanding. Don't rely on your own understanding. Rely on mine and I will take you. I will actually straighten out that path for you. But lean upon me. Don't do it in your own strength, says the Lord. That sounds a bit like Bill, but don't do it in your own strength. Do it in His strength. His strength will take you. His strength will carry you. And you know, I see the picture with you all, him all wrapped up and then picking you up like a baby. And that's how we've got to be. Just like a baby, just re totally re total reliance on Him with everything you've got to do, all the people you've got to touch, and all those things. He has a purpose. He has a calling on your life, and as a family as well, there's a calling on your life. Don't sit back, but move into that calling and trust the Lord. Amen. Hmm. All right. Uh, loving heart, knowledge, discernment, faith, we, we know about, uh, about that. We've heard about that so often. Oopsie, wrong one. We'll get there. Right. Why, why would he let them see what, what was to come? Because he loves us and he wants us to know what lies ahead. Making our, impossible, our impossible possibilities possible now. Your impossibility is God's possibility. And his love moves towards you because he wants to encourage you and he wants to, to, to touch your life. Now, we have a responsibility, I believe. I believe all of us have a responsibility to, to when we see people a bit down or everything, to go and greet your brother, go and greet your sister, and go and share that love. 
Even if you have to say, man, God loves you, and He's with you, and He'll never leave you nor forsake you. It's, it's things we know. It's true. It is a prophetic word. You, you, you don't have to get, oh, you know, pull, so many people get, oh, how can I give a prophetic word? I don't know. Man, just speaking to people, and not even speaking Scripture sometimes. I mean, Anne and I, people are crossing our paths everywhere. And, you know, you know even, even coming down through, through the uh, toll gates, say, hi, how are you? No, fine, man. I said, you're going to have a great Christmas and be blessed this year and have a better year this year. Laugh, laugh more in 2020 than you did this year. So remember, it's laugh more 2020, yeah? You got it, yeah. And I told everybody down there, so you're going to have a lot of people laughing when everybody goes home again. Anyway. But, but, but we don't realize what that, what that does to people. And, and just going into the, in, into, into the uh, stores and all that sort of thing, into the parking lot with the guys, you know, we say, I oh, know these guys. Every soul counts in the kingdom. Every single person you, you meet needs encouragement. It's, it's fine to come in here and to do it, and this is the ideal situation we got to demonstrate that. But you need to, when you leave here, you need to be conscious of who you are and who this great God who dwells in your heart is and what He does and why He's there. And He wants you to release that love. Okay? Be still and know that I am God. Whoa, where's this little thing again? Prophecy is simply hearing the voice of the Lord and speaking this word to others. Simple as that. The voice of the Lord and speaking the, uh, the voice to others. Getting a picture, sharing a, sharing a picture. Getting a dream, sharing a dream. Now, what's to, uh, that's not complica complicated. You might say, well, Bill, that's okay for you. You've done this. you practice. Man, you know, every time you give one, uh, you're stepping out on the water. You're always stepping out on the water. Right. And now we have the angelic prophecy of Jesus' birth, and that's why we're here. On, on, on Wednesday, we're all going to celebrate His birth. Children, whose birthday is it? Jesus, yeah. That's right. That's right. See, the kiddies know. Parents, whose birth is it? Ah, we're there. During the month, a month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence from God's presence, listen to presence, to an unmarried girl named Mary, living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Grace to you, young woman, for the Lord is with you, and so you are anointed with great favor. And I've, I've heard many people say, Oh, well, that was okay for Mary. You know, that was her, that's part. The Lord is still doing that today. He does that to me. He clops me with that sort of thing every day. He's always speaking it. He's always birthing stuff in my heart. And He's birthing that stuff in your heart as well. And, and my challenge to you at this time of the year is to discern the voice and the seed that He's planting in your heart, which He wants to give birth to down the line in you. With me? Simple as that. We don't have to be all complicated about that. But you know, you are anointed. I mean, just imagine this. Here's this young woman. Uh, she's out in the, at the crawl. Let's take Zululand. 
And an angel rocks up and says, hey, this is going to happen. I mean, I would be flat on my back. Come on. Come on. It is, it, 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 it's so cool. And then when this, this sort of thing happens, then we want to build an altar. We want to do this and do that. You know, and I, I say this very bravely, but the Lord has been doing that to me. I could keep you here with testimony after testimony. This whole year has been an experience of face-to-face -face with the Lord. And one of the things I, I, I'm, I'm disciplining myself is not to build an altar in those things, but have that as part of my testimony, as part of what is happening to me, and part of what God is doing to me, and I believe in what He wants to do in the church. Because the prophetic is not only, the, the office of the prophet is not only for here, it's for all churches. Amen? It's a gift to the churches. It's not about me. You must understand my heart. It's not about me. But when God says it, I've got to enter into it and start doing those things. When we go and meet these pastors, and I go and meet these guys like in Livingston, you, you can actually sense uh, the wisdom that comes. Well, I don't know where it comes from, but it comes. It's staggering at times. And I, I'm saying it to you, just continually just enter, submit yourself humbly before the Lord. Humility, guys, is so important. You know, envy, jealousy, and wrath, as it says in the Word, is like rottenness to the bones. And we've got to continually watch our hearts. And that's not a rebuke this morning. You know where you are. Grace makes a way where we can deal with that every moment of the day. The grace message has done something so deep in my heart, I'm staggered. You know, I don't kick the cat anymore. I don't have a cat. <laughs> but you hear, what, you hear what I'm trying to say. But, you know, you've got to work it. It's real. You, you know, one of the things that, that I can't get away from is the reality of the presence of God. He's with us all the time. The reality of us meeting, the reality of friends, relationship all the time, working at this relationship. And I tell you, this is the sort of thing that happens. You trust in Him. He'll make a way in the desert where there is no way. And he will take you to the well in the center of that desert and be full of, full of everything that you need. How's that? Anybody receive that? Now, let me see if I got it the right way now. Right. Mary was deeply troubled over the words. You can imagine how she felt, eh? the words. And the angel, um, and bewildered over, well, it's a bit small for me. Let me just go over this side. Well, over what this meant for her. But the angel assure, uh, reassured her, saying, do not yield to your fear. And, you know, we've, we've spoken briefly about that. There is so much fear in South Africa right now. And I'm saying to you, as Christians, anointed people who have received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you have no reason to yield to fear of what's going to happen in South Africa. I believe Jesus' return is so soon, it's staggering soon. I mean, three years ago, um, the experience I told you about in Germany, the next night, he showed me that big clock. There were no hands on the clock. And, and, and the audible voice came to me. He says, time is no more. It is finished. Those were the words. And the very next day, we had confirmation from, from London. We had confirmation from South Africa. And one guy actually got up. And the, the, arms on, uh, the arms on his watch had disappeared. 
It, it just happened like that. And I sit there, and that's the mystery of, 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 of the prophetic. That's the mystery of these words and things that happen. Now, to us, you know, three years. But what's three years to the Lord? It means nothing. It's a pinprick in the whole, in the whole scheme of things. And, you know, talking about uh, a pinprick gets me onto another subject of mine, which I like, is the picture of Earth taken by the satellite going off to Mars. Have you seen that? And, and, and here's a little, they've got an arrow there. They've got all these thousands of dots on this picture. A little arrow pointing to uh, this little dot under, under light. And it says, uh, um, the world. And how you can see it. And, 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 you know, when you think of the sovereignty of God, you think of who He is. And yeah, he's, cared for, he's caring for us. Yeah, right now, He's caring for us. Right now, He's pouring out His Spirit upon us. Right now, He's challenging us. And when we see things like that, why do we give in to fear? My God's bigger than your God. My God's bigger than yours. And that we don't need to fear. We just need to trust Him. He's got a plan, and we move with it. Don't yield to fear. Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. Hey, look at the wonderful gift. Guys, what is the gift of Christmas? Children. Jesus, yes, yes. You will become pregnant, that's not me, with a baby boy, and you are to name him Jesus. Uh, he will be supreme and will be known as the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will enthrone him as king on his ancestor David's throne. He will reign as king of Israel forever, and his reign will have no limit. And sometimes I hear Christians say, ah, oh, well, nothing happened. Look at, all, look at all the rubbish that's happening around us. Well, you might th want to th look giving to fear, but he is reigning right now. And he's reigning in the heart of you and I. And we come back to that network. And he's reigning with all of us. There are so many Christians. There's so many positive things out there. Listen to the positive things. Who would have thought that in, in, in Iran, the, the biggest church movement the world has seen for a long time is happening in Iran right now. Hey? Muslim country, who's it happening through? Happening through the ladies. And, and thank you, ladies. There's a message there for the ladies. Step out. Don't hold back. Step out. Enter into what the Lord has for us. You know, He's given us this gift 2,000 years ago, this gift, Jesus Christ. And his power is the same as then. I always say, when, when we look at the crucifixion and we look at breaking a bread and we, we, we look at it in context 2,000 years ago, that's like two days for the, from the Lord. And, and, and his death, burial, resurrection, and his blood spilt and everything is as fresh in heaven as it happened yesterday. And that's why we need to, we need to have and walk in that revelation. That's why we need to break bread, to remind us what He's done for us, and to remind us of the power that's within us to love the world. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. His only begotten Son. And we glibly know that Scripture. We say it, we confess it and everything. But I think the, the, the time has come where we actually walk in that revelation, and we change our attitude towards people and things. I mean, I, I've seen Christians and I've seen churches get so involved and use so much uh, in, in so many other things that are not important. They're nice to know stuff, you know, like rapture or something like that. But, you know, that's not where the action is. The action is here in the presence, 
His presence, Holy Spirit presence, the Holy Spirit moving upon you, being spontaneous wherever you are. Speak out the word, touch somebody, and, and, and be friendly. Don't look as if you've been baptized in lemon juice like me. Yeah. You know my old lemon juice one. Right, let me go over the side a bit now. It's a bit. Mary said, how could this happen? I'm still a virgin. Wow. I mean, uh, that's a good question to ask, isn't it? And he said, Gabriel answered, the spirit of holiness will fall upon you, and Almighty God will spend, spread the shadow of, of power over you in a cloud of glory. Can I just stop there and comment on that? The Holy Spirit is coming upon you. I always see it like a blanket. He comes over you like a blanket. And He's continually, continually planting in you seeds. I, I'm finding seeds now. When I was in the police in then Rhodesia, now Zimbabwe, and I used to be orderly corporal at, at the depot. I had to look after all, all the uh, uh, recruits and all sorts of things that, that you had to do at that time. And I had a lot of time on my hands. And from, from 6 o'clock in the evening to 6 o'clock in the morning, I used to study the Word. And at times like that, that's now 46, 47 years ago. Gee, it's giving my age away, isn't it? Yeah. And um, you see, study, and, and it, th there are things that I studied there that have found, so entrance, have found entrance deep in my heart, which is still a revelation which comes out. And it comes out in wisdom. It comes out in all that. So never stop. Never stop being in the Word, in season and out of season. Get into the Word. Keep praying. I, 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 when I look at the word pray, I think we've somehow missed it. You know, everybody says, oh, well, go into your little closet and that's it and go and do your little prayers. Prayer is a 24-7 relationship with your Father in heaven where you're continually walking, chatting, doing things, continually conscious of this almighty presence that is there to help you no matter where you are and what you need to do. I mean, this is powerful stuff. This is why the, the child born to you will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your aged aunt, Elizabeth, has also become pregnant with a son. The barren one is now in a sixth month. And we know about that story as well. It was also a miracle with John the Baptist. Now, the last scripture there, to me, is one of the most dynamic scriptures in, in, in the Word. It says, not one promise from God is empty of power. Listen to that. Not one promise from God is empty of power. And I can, as I said earlier on, I could keep you here with a lot of stuff. His power has been manifest through us. I've experienced His power like never before. I, I've told you people what happened when I went to England to Westminster Abbey. Did I tell you that? Would you like me to tell you that? And so tell you. Okay. Can I have a drink of water first? No. I'm going to get you after. <laughs> we go off to England to go and see the kids. And uh, after we've seen the kids, Anne and I needed to go and relax. Sorry. After we've seen the kids, Anne and I had to go and relax. And we went into central London. And we got some nice digs at the university there and all that. And I've always wanted to go to Westminster Abbey. You know, you hear see stories and 
you know, I was an old Anglican and there's connections and family connections and stuff like that. So we went in there. Before we went in, we, we got a special pass to go in with, with, with the other people didn't. But the multitudes of people going through that church was mind-boggling from all over the world, from every nation, Buddhists, Muslims, everybody going in there. And then us Anglicans had the audacity to come into Africa and say, there's, you know, ancestral worship is wrong. Well, they said, go in there and see all the esophagi and all the old kings and queens that, you know, they are. I don't know what they thought. But anyway, just before we went in, I was on my cell phone, on my WhatsApp, and I was WhatsApping the guys in Livingston and chatting about them, you know, this, that, that, and giving advice where I can. And when I'd finished, uh, just about to go in, I, I, the thought came to me, is my time in Livingston finished? You know, it's been a long time. Is it finished? And uh, we got in there, and there's a huge pillar in the nave there. And so we sort of started, I said to Ed, come, let's go around and, sit, uh, uh, and go and sit down and, we'll, you know, take in the atmosphere. So Anne and I, I must, uh, sorry, uh, uh, you know, when you get old, the arm gets a bit, you know. <laughs> And uh, she said, well, I said, let us go and sit at the chair, uh, the chair. So at the aisle, there were two chairs. I sat on this one, and Anne sat on this one. And we're taking in the atmosphere, looking at the people, looking at everything here, and so, you know, oh, this is quite a place. And I looked down like this, and the tombstone of David Livingston is right here. Against my, my one leg of the chair was touching that. I mean, I get goosebumps just thinking of now. I mean, this is what I'm trying to illustrate to you, wh what is happening. And the more we come to peace, the more we are resting in His presence and allowing the spontaneity of the Holy Spirit, this is the sort of thing that's been happening. So we toddled around and we saw something of the family thing and we went out. The next night, we're going out for supper. Now, this is a big family secret. Anne's old flame when she was in standard two or something. <laughs> Anyway, uh, good friends, they're also missionaries they're in, uh, uh, in the Methodist church. They're doing fantastic work out there. And we go to the restaurant, and, and Anne had forgot the presence, so Anne ran back to, Anne being Anne, ran back to our room, which was only two blocks uh, away. I mean, it was right there. And I said, don't worry, there's a bookshop next door. I'll go into the bookshop and uh, go and check it out. So I'll go into the bookshop, and there's one I never use a South African word you're not allowed to use in church, church but uh, it was a groot, it was a big, big pile there. And they said, all, books, all these books are on special. Now, I'll give you a guess. What book was lying at the top of this? 450 pages of it. David Livingston. Now, what I'm trying to illustrate with that story or what happened is how direct the Holy Spirit is to us. Open your hearts. Open your minds. That is so important. No promise from God is empty of power, for nothing is impossible to God. As you go into this new year, nothing is impossible to God. As you're sitting here with a problem this morning, and I know with a crowd this size, there are people that are wrestling with stuff. Some of you have come in here, and perhaps a lot, oh dear, nothing's going right. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, nothing is impossible with God. You might have a, a, a problem in your health. You might, whatever the problem is, nothing is impossible with God. 
And the stance I take in, in ha- able to handle life today, we've got to manage it through the Holy Spirit. A happy heart is good medicine. A cheerful mind works healing. But envy, jealousy, and wrath is like rottenness to the bones. Stop the rot before it starts. Happy heart, cheerful mind. Amen? You want a happy heart and cheerful mind? Right. Put up your hands and let me start receiving it. Father, I just thank you for these people here this morning. I just thank you for their, uh, their attendance here. I thank you for, for the things that have, uh, that have really penetrated their hearts. And Holy Spirit, your presence, make a difference. In, in, right now, those that have got problems, those that are, are, are sickly, those who are crying out to you, Lord, just meet them this morning. Meet them this morning as we consider the greatest gift that we have, the world has ever had, your son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, your position in our heart is reaffirmed right now. The position of power, the position of love, the position of, of comfort and all those things. We just comfort, we put it into our hearts now. Peace and rest, let it come, let it flow, let it flow. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There's been a change in the atmosphere here just by you standing up in faith and taking it. I I think we finished now. Gee whiz, that's a miracle. If you look at the clock, that is a miracle. Huh? (laughs) Um, Those who need prayer, you, you really feel you need a word, you need something to get out of whatever you got. Please, you're welcome to come up the front here. There are leaders in the congregation here that will stand with you, pray for you, and see you blessed by the presence. Amen.